The following is a hoop ball presentation. You may not remember us, but we're still here. The hoop ball, L.A. Lakers pod. What do we call ourselves? Ball in, ball out. I think I got it. Ball in, ball out. That's right. Which we're right now there is a ball out with an ankle. There is a ball out with an ankle, but there's the possibility of a ball in, and so uh, all of the other stuff in our lives be damned. We needed to talk today. This was this was important. Eric is at work. Eric does stuff all day uh, yeah. like a n- normal human, but Eric helps people with their mental health. And uh, I don't. I mean, today I think Rich Paul helped us all with our mental health. Well, yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> and now the now there's many people's mental health at stake here. First, the first people whose mental health is really at stake are the poor uh, New Orleans Pelicans, formerly New Orleans Hornets. I want to just I just want to say before we treat their star player and their team like uh, pieces of steak we're about to try to devour. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to pick over that I just carcass wanna, hard. Yeah. I just I just want to send my deepest sympathies to a one of my favorite cities in America. Um, you guys don't deserve this to happen to you. Um, you are fine, fine people. You probably shouldn't have a basketball team. You don't seem to care about them very much. And uh, you certainly deserved better management than you've gotten. Um, unfortunately, so did Anthony Davis. So now we are here. And here we are. Uh, Dan Baspris, Eli Bauman with news breaking this morning. What the heck is today? Monday? Monday morning. Monday. That And this is like in the wee hours, too. They put this out on, on an Eastern time, obviously. We were, yeah, we were not you, considered. You, you, yeah. You get the feeling that this email was written on Friday. <laughs> it was. This was, uh, <laughs> this was using one of those uh, scheduled release emails. Like, yeah. It may have been written on Friday in October. Oh, without question. I mean, we all saw the writing on the wall. We did a podcast when Anthony Davis switched to to clutch sports and sat here like, I think we all know what's going to happen. The question isn't really if, it's when. The when, by the way, February 28th, 2019 at like four in the morning out here. I believe it is January, but you're probably Oh, yeah. Good point. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. (laughs) We're both parents of small children, so this is what happens. The months bleed together. That was... um, I don't know. There was a 28, there are 28 days and I got nothing. I got nothing. That was uh Yeah, leap year, who cares? Something something February like is the dumbest month. It's almost Let's February. Say, put that out there. It's awfully close. Do I get It is. Partial credit. It is awfully close. It's on the horizon. So, okay, so also okay. on the horizon, Dan. Also in February is the trade deadline, mm-hmm. which is a mere 10 days, 10 right? days away. Yeah. yeah. 10 days away. Uh okay, we have so many angles on this thing to break down. Do we want to spend yes. any time at all talking about what's happened over the last month, or do we just leap right uh, into sh- this? Sure, here we go. LeBron's uh, been Everyone out. got hurt. Um, LeBron has a groin injury, and then everyone else got hurt, and we are just trying to keep our heads above water and kind of doing it. There you go. There's your yeah, synopsis. That is, that's exactly it. That's a whole month of <laughs> Lakers basketball, people freaking out. Uh, one day, Kyle Kuzma is the best trade chip on the planet. The next, he's not. Uh, Twitter is... Man, Twitter. Okay, so that's a discussion for another day. But I'm you I watch hate Twitter, and I'm off of it. even Nick Nick Pretzel is now off Twitter. Even Nick Nick Van Pretzel. <laughs> Nick Van Pretzel is now also off Twitter. It's the whole household has been demolished. I can't take it anymore. I can't read more government shutdown takes. I oh, can't yeah. even read more uh, basketball takes. And and these you've already mentioned a couple things I want to talk about. Um, one is 
the instant kind of reaction from the uh, basketball no, Illuminati. It's the, really ridiculous. The that- authorities on this, and this has been you, as you know, and we'll get into. This has been a like season slash two season long uh, issue of mine that that shows no signs of stopping. Um, you know, I have a. We all have voracious basketball appetites, but these people are driving me insane, and uh, and also I just want to put out in the air. You mentioning that one day Kyle Kuzma was kind of our best, you know, seemed like our base tri- best trade chip. I would say that that is true, and then it stopped being true. So then Lonzo suddenly turned the corner. Some some light went off for him. He started playing super aggressively, like the the Lonzo we've been all been screaming to come out. And then you go, okay, maybe this, maybe he's gonna finally fulfill his destiny, and he's gonna be the best. Uh, got player of the young guns on our team. Then he gets hurt and you have to start wondering if he's just injury prone. And then suddenly Brandon Ingram goes nine for 10 last night. Um, and you go, Oh, right. He's really good too. Sometimes. So, and maybe, maybe <laughs> freaking Zubats is the best prospect on our team. He, <laughs> he seems to be unstoppable. So I don't know where that leads us. And it leads us into a very interesting set of decisions for both the Lakers and the Pelicans. Okay, so I have like a thousand questions to start from the top. Number one, I'm going to start right in with the tinfoil stuff immediately. Tinfoil question number one. Is LeBron James taking extra time off right now so that the Lakers' young guys can try to do something to elevate their own trade value? Is there a world where he knew any of this was coming? It's a really interesting point because he's both incredibly smart and kind of forward thinking. Um, I am not a doctor. Um, our resident doctor is off today. He's doctoring. Um, he's actually he's being doctoring. A doctor. <laughs> he's actually doctoring. But from what I understand, um, and not to be alarmist, but groin injuries in older players like hamstrings tend to be problematic. They tend to recur. They tend to kind of sap your legs. So I think mostly this is like a genuine self-preservation, okay. um, which big picture is definitely in our interest. I think it has the benefit of seeing which one of these guys can kind of float to the top. And uh, it might have the extra, extra benefit of over the next 10 days showing some of these guys off. Unfortunately, two of the guys seem to be hurt. Yeah, pretty much perpetually uh, with this club. Okay, so uh, tinfoil hat coming back off again. Let's just get into the nitty-gritty of this. Uh, Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, put out a statement saying that Anthony Davis would like to be traded and that he's not going to be signing his Supermax extension this coming offseason with the Pelicans. So go try to get something for him now because he's not coming back. They're trying to... Great great job with the Supermax uh, Yeah, that worked worked out great. So far, how many people have taken it? Are we at zero? Did anybody take it yet? Uh, no, one person took it. Do you know who that person is? Is it Paul George? <laughs> no. No, no. Let me give you a hint. Uh, oh, actually, two people have taken it. One is Russell Westbrook, and I think we can all agree that was a fine move, even though he can't shoot. Yeah. The second person to take it, I would say, has the immediately upon signing it, has the worst contract in the NBA, and he's currently out for the season. Oh, John and his Wall. name is John Wall. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you walked me down that path. Okay. So uh, Supermax doesn't work. Anthony Davis, they're trying to do a little bit of a high road thing by alerting the Pelicans early. 
to try to look like the good guys. So maybe New Orleans can try to get something from this as opposed to him just walking. But also, really, this is because he wants to compete next year and doesn't want to wait one full additional season. So, you know, at the base of it all, it's a move for Anthony Davis. And that's fine. And that's totally fine. But, you know, to try to describe it as anything else is probably not entirely accurate. Yeah, I would describe it as like a reasonably selfish choice, which is he wants out of his contract a year and a half early for selfish reasons, but also he's wasting away on a team that is perpetually going nowhere yep, um, and shows no signs of being able to go somewhere. And just from a selfish perspective, you have to be like, I am one of the five best, maybe three best players in the entire league, and this is a sinking ship, and I cannot get off of it. Which is also a shame for Drew Holiday, by the way, who's sort of the other guy yes. that yeah. is fighting his tail off out there. And then <laughs> former Laker Julius Randle. Yeah. Uh, is he get is is Drew Holiday become trade bait now too? Apparently. I mean, what's the point of having him if you're not going to keep AD? Yeah, you got to blow the whole thing up at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's so, talk blow up. Let's talk blow up. Yeah, let's talk blow up. So the first thing everybody says is Boston has the best assets, but there's a right, rule, there's a weird rule nuts. in place, and I can't remember. It's the rookie something or another agreement where it has to do with... All I know is that at the end of it, it means they can't have both Kyrie Irving and AD on contract at the same time right. until after Kyrie potentially re-signs with the Boston Celtics, which right. would be I, the offseason. I don't understand that whole thing. No, I don't, but, I don't yes. get it either. But yes, it is true. Um, so... The, the back and forth that I've seen so far on that is why put out the trade request in February if you know the uh-huh, Pelicans are going to want to uh-huh. wait for Boston's offer? What do you right. make of that? I make of it that he, he and his agent have a, a particular uh, free, uh, choice in mind of where they would like. And it's not Boston. Uh, and it is not Boston. Now, what remains to be seen is if if how long the list is that I do not know. Obviously Rich Paul has very selfish reasons to put that list at one. Um, <laughs> Chris but, Haynes, you know, I think reason, reasonably speaking, that's kind of, uh, that is an unreasonable request. Um, and as we learned in the Paul George scenario, you just don't know how this is going to play out. Cause certainly OKC was not on his list. And uh, ended up being the only thing on his list. So you don't know how it's going to play out, but certainly they seem to be timing wise trying to angle it um, our way because we are the only team basically that has the assets or incentives to do anything between now and February 7th. The question for you, I would ask, is what's the incentive for New Orleans to do anything between now and February 7th? There isn't really, right? Is there any? No, uh, no. Other than just like a season, a half a season worth of kind of bad, you know, kind of juju, and this being, you know, hovering over their team. You can't put the cat back in the bag. I mean, I would argue that the cat was out already, but it wasn't, you know, uh, screeching at people on the side of the street. And uh, <laughs> damn, damn cat. Now, yeah, it was a light purr, and now it is a howl, and they just. But, you know, what else are they going to do? No one's going to go to... People already don't go to the games. And if the team is going to bottom out, uh, they're really not going to go to the games. 
Okay, so how do and and Chris Haynes put out a report today saying that the, his initial uh, feeling was that AD wanted either the Lakers or the Knicks. If he would, do you think? And this is surmising, I guess, a little bit. But do you think Rich Paul and AD and Clutch Sports? Do you think that they would eliminate the Celtics at any point just to speed up the process? That's the only thing that could make this happen quicker, and it doesn't sound like they're inclined to do it. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. I think everyone's trying to kind of like... I mean, obviously, this was the first chess piece to move, and a big chess piece. Um, I don't know. I know that AD and Kyrie are friends. Um I have no idea if AD would want to go to Boston. I have no idea if Rich Paul would say, would try to talk him out of that for selfish LeBron reasons because they're not just agents. He's not just a client. Uh, he's the president. No, he's uh, <laughs> it's not hair club for it's men. A hair club but for he's men not reference. just a client. He's like his best friend from childhood. So, you know, hmm. my guess is Rich Paul and LeBron are trying to build a lakers empire not just for now but for after lebron retires brian windhorst um, actually floated the idea of Kyrie following ad to the lakers i mean that would just be insane uh, i don't think that will happen but i do think that there's a realistic chance based on all of the stuff Kyrie has been saying this year that Kyrie may not re-sign with boston despite declaring before the season that he would um Boston doesn't seem to be a very functional locker room, which is a little bit of the reason why all of this smoke up their butt about how spectacular their young assets are. I am just, I am continually perplexed that all of the basketball uh, intelligentsia seems to think that the Boston offer is so light years ahead of everyone else's offer, um, including ours that, you'd be a moron not to take it. I just don't quite get that. Do you, Dan? Uh, not entirely. What am I missing? Plus, uh, we're hearing that would the Knicks even consider th- you know, floating Porzingis out there if they were going to be getting Kyrie Irving or, or Kevin Durant? I mean, Porzingis, that would trump basically all of the young assets, right? So I don't know that this, like the Boston well, thing is guaranteed. he can't stay on the court. No, I mean, he is hurt a Porzingis lot. Porzingis can't stay on the court. But damn, his upside is really something. I mean, we've already seen him. He has superstar-level talent. And I don't yeah, know that these other guys... I mean, no one on Boston, to me, of their young guys... I mean, Jason Tatum's a good basketball player. Jalen Brown is fine. I don't... Jalen you know, Brown is hardly fine. Yeah, he's okay. He's barely fine. But yes, Tatum is good, but t- there's also seems to be a lot of smoke that Tatum's <laughs> teammate. I mean, like, all whenever, whenever... Kyrie Irving says, like, these young guys, they've got to put their egos aside. It can't be all about them. It has to be the team. He's talking about Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, let's not, let's not get confused. He's not talking about Marcus Smart, who hustles his ass off. I mean, that's the, those are the two guys left. Hmm. He's talking about those two guys. One so, would think so. And then the first, the apology yeah. to LeBron James, the apology phone call. Yeah. All of this right, stuff. It's, God, the yeah, NBA's he's, amazing. he's surrounded now by egotistical young players who may who uh, maybe got uh, too much smoke blown up too early. And I'm sorry, but Jalen Brown is like hardly a rotation player at this point. 
Um, maybe he'll get better. He still has talent. And I'm sorry, I know he's a Cal Bear, so I don't want to be. I want to tread lightly <laughs> over your feelings. He's a Celt now. I, that's that. We're a okay. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's you got to turn then. Yeah. Um, but I just don't. I don't see it with him. He also seems to be like a bad locker room presence who his teammates don't like. And I mean, Tatum had an amazing, a really good rookie year and a really good playoffs, and has not been nearly as good this season. And is there's way too much insinuation, too many insinuations that he is a, a person that his teammates do not like, who has a real ego on him. And I get why he has an ego because everyone in the basketball, you know, uh, media world thinks that Jason Tatum is the second coming of Kobe Bryant. So it kind of makes sense that he would think that, I guess. Hmm. So then this has to take us to sort of the, what's the logical conclusion of all of this? Does anything happen in the next 10 days? Uh, right. Is the fact that everybody says he's going to the Lakers, is that good or bad for the Lakers or doesn't matter at all? And, this is the big question to, to that we'll spend a few minutes on. What are the Lakers willing to give up for Anthony Davis? So what do you think about those three parts of the puzzle? Does anything happen over in the all next the right 10 days? Questions. Does anything happen in the next 10 days? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'd put it at 10%. Yeah. Uh, low it just doesn't, there's no reason why they should other than panic. Um, yeah. Or someone, someone says, we're going to give you... Um, I don't even know what the trade would look like. No, there's, 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 there's be, sort of you know what you know what's the only trade I would take is if the Washington Wizards told me we're going to trade you Bradley Beal and any other competent player on our team because our goal is to and and we're trading you next year's first round pick. So essentially, what they're saying is we're going to give you Bradley Beal, whatever else you want. And Zion Williamson, or <laughs> or whatever will turn into that. That right. deal I would take. Mm. Um, I wouldn't hesitate. And then I'd be like, "Can you guarantee me that you'll suck as much as possible?" And the, and if they say yes, then I do it. But AD's probably not staying there. So that's one one year and right. Two month yeah, rental. that's a very good point. Yeah, so that's a fourteen uh, month. He rental. and John Wall, I think, are friends because they were on the same team. Oh, good luck. Good luck with that one. Tomas yeah. Tomas Sadaransky has been better for that team in in the he last has. three weeks. Uh, sorry, I know John Wall needlessly gets picked on because his body's breaking down and whatever. But like when you come out and you say I can party if I want to, and then you yeah you're like know, right? eighty pounds overweight, it's you're sort of bringing a little bit so, on yourself. Yeah. So to answer your question, okay. I think we're we're both on kind of the no train. There's just yeah. no real reason unless someone offers you something. Just you know the one the one that I've heard floated is like if Ben Simmons. Mm. Uh, gets offered, and that's the only one that I think even has a shot. Yeah, and I don't think they're doing it. I don't think so either. Uh, I already forgot what the second question I said was. The third I know was who would the Lakers be willing to part with, but I forgot what question number two was. So I'll, if I remember that, I'll go back and we'll okay, great. We'll survey it. Unless you remember it, you remember what I said? I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we're, I have a five month old baby. I barely remember where I am right now. Yeah, it's a room. There are walls around you and a ceiling over your head. That's that's what. That's counts. right. That's uh, correct. Okay, so what would the Willie? What would the Lakers be willing to part with? We sort of did this uh, last year with the Kawhi Leonard stuff. And I said anybody, and I'm doubling. Yeah. I'm doubling down on anybody. What about you? I th well, I think this one. I hesitated with the Kawhi version of it, and I 
to some extent, I think I'm coming around to your opinion as I as I watch, um, you know, Michael Beasley play 30 minutes a night. Um, <laughs> but uh, my general feeling is with AD, you're looking at a unquestioned Hall of Fame player, maybe a top 10 of all time player, and you just you just offer every single thing that you have that anyone would want. Yeah, because you don't need picks going forward. You're not going to be not using really. those guys, no. really. And, you're, and because it's L.A., you'll always be able to get free agents. You'll always be able to get Precisely. the pick of the, the choice selections of the poo-poo platter of, like, you know, veterans who want to win. Yep, Kyle Korver um, will be a Laker in two years. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's yeah. going to be all these and, guys. And I will say the only thing... I think we both can agree, and I don't want to get too wrapped up in the current season, but I think we can both agree that the free agent uh, summer that we had this coming season, other than like signing the best player on the planet, so this is a that's a huge asterisk in what I'm about to say. <laughs> Let's ignore LeBron for a moment. Ignoring LeBron James for a moment, the weirdest preface of any sentence, but it's been a disaster. The uh, I would say other than Rondo... It's been a disaster, not just on a player-by-player player basis, but the philosophy of it was completely wrong. Yeah, they need to shoot. They needed to shoot. And they, right, they, right. They we literally themselves. did the exact opposite of what we should have done. Yeah. We have no shooting, and we have a bunch of guys who need the ball and only one ball. So that was, that was just a complete misfire, which is why every time I hear that Luke Walton's on the hot seat because Magic doesn't like him, I'm just like, Magic, you've got to look in the mirror. You... You took a swing and it was, you know, like you were not even, you were holding a wiffle ball bat. So um, we just need to revisit that. But Lance Stevenson plays air guitar. Doesn't that make up for everything? No, it doesn't. Dude, not. you know, you know I'm on Team Lance. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> and he's, he's not even the problem. At least he can kind of shoot. Yeah, he actually, he's been shooting okay. It's, <laughs> it, just, I mean, uh, it just was a huge mistake. You know, it's like I'm sitting here thinking, like, God, if we could only get Terrence Ross. Just because I want to see a three-pointer go through. Yeah. Wayne Ellington would be an excellent get for Miami. Yes. They, Miami's yes. got the same problems as Boston, except all of their pieces are worse. They're like, That's Boston, exactly right. Boston has 12 guys in their rotation, and they're all at least okay. Miami has 12 guys in their rotation, and most of them kind of stink. And somehow yeah, Ellington's not even playing. He's the one yeah. that was on the outs. So, I mean, hey, Wayne, we got a totally fine spot for you out here in L.A. If if you want to go, if you want to actually see 24 minutes a game. That's right. Yeah, hoist. we'll make it nice. And going from Miami to L.A. is also not so bad. Yeah. Anyway, the, the thing I was about to say at the end of that that I had forgotten and now remember is the one thing we do seem to be really good at is um, finding guys in the draft late second round picks, even though Svi has not played great this season, but. You know, for a for a forty six pick or whatever, he's playing legit minutes and is solid. Um, you know, and just our history of you know the Larry Nance, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Kuzma, like we are good at that. So theoretically, you could develop a roster of like minimum guys, guys who you know are willing to take a little bit less, and you know, kind of like whatever draft picks you have left, I think is plausible around two of the best five players in the league. So one thing that I'm not sure I fully grasp, and that's on the contract side, is if the Lakers trade for Anthony Davis, either in the next 10 days or in the summertime, that means that they could then sit through the year, I guess, and or he could opt out of his player option and then do something. No, I think he has one more year and then a player option. They could basically just give him all the money in the universe 
And they could still some- sign somebody this offseason, right? Because if they traded for I think him now, so. the salaries would match. So, oh, but his carry's over. So that yeah, does dig I, into the 30. Somehow, somehow it... Somehow you still have money. I I'm like you. I like don't really understand this, but somehow <laughs> it's like you get his like bird rights or something. Mm-hmm. I think you would own his bird rights, which means like you can go over the cap to re-sign right. guys who have bird rights. Is what I think that means. In my mind, I feel like that means the best move is sign a max free agent guy this off season. But then, what could you trade to get him? You can't. Davis no, guy? you can't do yeah, that. You can't. You'd have to get him um, sooner. It's going to be one or the other, is what it sounds like. But he's like. going to move this offseason. Like the the thing is, like, however you want to slice it, he's going to get moved in the summer. Um, they're not going to let it drag out into next season. There's no incentive to. So, um, if you could hold on to any one of the Lakers' young assets, you give away yes, this everything. Is the good question. Except this is the right one. Question. Which is the one guy you hold back? I and once again, like ask me uh, on Tuesday tomorrow, and I might have a different answer. But I think based on just upside potential and from what I saw before he got hurt, I keep Lonzo. You're on Team Lonzo now. Welcome. Thank it's you. Good. Thank it's you. It feels nice. Have... The water's nice. Yeah, I you you know I've been uh, standing for Lonzo pretty hard on this podcast. I just love the defensive side of things, and if you've got LeBron yeah. and AD. Uh, it's, to me, it's. I almost said Kuzma because from a fit perspective, it'd be nice to have somebody who could slash a little bit and Lonzo can't <laughs> at all. Yeah, or, or won't. Or won't. It's unclear. But yeah. I do think he can still... You're starting to see those flashes from Zoe yeah. this year where he gets yep. into the lane and actually throws a layup into the basket. And you're just like, oh, yep. you didn't have to do a weird... like double clutch baseline one hop bounce pass to a dude in the corner who clangs one off the side of the backboard. You actually just, you finished it. Got it. Add a kid. Uh, So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I'd like to hold Lonzo. And I think that actually works because I'm betting that most other teams are targeting Ingram and Kuzma. And that's okay. Oh, see, I, I, I actually don't think that. Um, I think, I think that the first piece that, um, New Orleans wants is Lonzo. Ah. I think for a couple reasons. One, I think that you just kind of project out and they see more kind of potential, more unrealized potential than Ingram. I think Kuzma is the most kind of who he is of the three. Um, and, you know, these guys always want to like sign potential. It's why people make mistakes in the draft all the time. Um, it's why Dragon Bender gets picked third. Um, Dan, you there? I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I stumped you with Dragon Bender. You had to like yeah. recover from hearing that name. And yeah, I was vomiting. just thinking about how he's starting right now. While Phoenix has two guys, he is out. starting. Uh, he, but also, I liked he did the move where they started him and then they took him out and he never came back. Yeah, in. I played like six minutes and they're like, "Oh, yeah, this Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes from there." As it should have been um, to begin with, but you got to tank for a few minutes with Dragon Bender because you don't want to win by accident. Good Lord. There's nothing yes. worse for a team like the Suns right now than an accidental victory. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's, I think, where things sit right now. We've heard a lot of rumors about uh, rentals. That, that was my last question, and then we'll wrap this thing up. My last question is, what teams do you think would be willing to rent AD for one or for 14 months of basketball? Uh, so, I, yeah, okay. Um, I think there's two teams. 
Yeah, see if that we agree on that. Makes sense. Who's no your- one in the no one in the West. Um, I also don't think New Orleans will want to trade him to the West, which I think is a real disadvantage for us. Um, the two teams that make sense to me are um, Toronto. Yep, they're on my list because they they basically have already kind of gone all in, and they have good they have good players. They have enough good players to give um, New Orleans something. Once again, I don't think New Orleans is going to do it. So no, it's kind but of they a do have uh, Pascal Siakam and OG and OG right. and guys like that. So That's they do right. have some young and pieces. picks. Yeah, right. And Fred Van Vliet or whatever. I mean, whoever they're yeah. going to construct. The other team, and we talked about it already, is Philly. But you know, it'd be a very very expensive rental. Yeah, um, it would. Uh, and then you'd have to figure out, you know, you got your boogie AD situation again, basically, if Embiid is not one of the pieces. Yeah, it's back. true. It's true. Uh, here's um, here's my yeah. team that I have no idea if they have the pieces to make it happen, but desperately need a center and would totally fit everything they do, and it's the Charlotte Hornets. I don't think that they have the stuff. Who do they have, though? They have no one in the front court. Their front court is, is a disaster. It was Cody Zeller, and he got hurt, and now Bismack Biombo. And Willie Hernan Gomez are splitting the center minutes for that team. But elsewhere, they have Kemp Walker, Nick Batum, Marvin Williams, and Jeremy Lamb. And so the rest of their starting lineup isn't terrible. But who would you want? I mean, who would who do you want on that team if you're New Orleans? Mm, Miles Bridges, and I have no idea who else. That would be right, not enough to you, rebuild. Right, but I mean, I think that they... I mean, I, I'd be pretty disappointed if... In negotiations, Rob Plinken and Magic Johnson are on the phone with New Orleans, and Del Demps goes, "Hey, man, look, I got uh Miles Miles Bridges. Yeah, they got Miles in in Charlotte. I got Miles Bridges and and Cody Zeller and uh, <laughs> oh, some yeah, it's kind never, of Plumley. Absolutely, you're completely right. Jeremy Lamb, uh, you know, top that guys, and you go like, oh, oh no. Do you want four guys who are better than the best of those guys? <laughs> yeah, we have one. Oh, you're 100% right. Charlotte doesn't have the pieces to make it work. But that's the team that I think could desperately use it, and I think they should mortgage. The, I mean, they should give up like the next four first-rounders to make that happen. Here, here's, here's an interesting thought. Here's one more team that just popped into my mind, though unfortunately they just got screwed and so it probably doesn't make sense. But let's just let's just pretend like this didn't just happen. If you're Indiana, who you know you're not going to really get free agents anyway, and Ola, this is a, in a pre-Oladipo out scenario, do you go, here's Miles Turner, here's DeMontis Sabonis, and here's Picks for a year and a half of AD? No, I think I ride it out. Oladipo and whatever. Yeah, salary wise, they were in such a great spot. I mean, they had money to spend yeah. on like <laughs> Doug McDermott. They just had cash to throw around, and they were like, "Screw yeah, it." Tyreek Evans, Dougie yeah. McBuckets, Tyreek, come on in, man. I nobody else is coming. Yeah, they've got such a nice young core. That was one that I think, uh, I think if I'm them, I would have left it alone. It, they were starting yeah. to look. They were starting to look I good. Think, I feel bad for that. I, for honestly, I think all of this is kind of silly in the sense that it's going to be. It's going to be an arms race between us and Boston. I'm sure New Orleans would rather give him to Boston, mostly as an FU to Rich Paul. 
and good luck with that man and i don't i didn't mean to turn this at all political but let's not forget that danny Ainge compared lebron james to trump there's no better way to piss off lebron james and his agent than to go that route so uh yeah well i'll i'll take my chances with that one i'm actually more afraid of the knicks if yeah you know what i was just about to say it was like oh right the the knicks though is like literally it's like if they have the number one draft pick then you have to look at that yeah otherwise there's no I don't know what they could do to actually stay rel- it would have to be after say Kyrie switched and went to or New KD. York or KD right which so, is plausible very plausible yeah it's out there we shall see oh, we oh, shall you see could have Kyrie KD and AD together oh the Knicks they've been bad for a really long time that would be a they very just quick don't turnaround. deserve it no well people say that about the Lakers too <laughs> but they don't deserve it because of management. I actually, I like Knicks fans. I think Knicks fans deserve it. They've suffered long enough, but it's like they would have backed their way into absolutely for no reason. By the yeah. way, so did we into LeBron. So yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, the Dolans not not great. But then look, I mean, Dan Gilbert had a lot of good things happen for him. So it's Ugh. not NBA karma is not really a thing. Can you can you imagine if Cleveland gets Zion? If they <laughs> of get of course the first they pick? will. Of course you know they they're will. going to. Yeah. Well, David Stern isn't there to uh, to mess with the ballot box anymore. I I, I have more trust yes, in that. Yes, stuff it. <laughs> uh, the great Eli Bauman. I'm Dan Bastris. This is <laughs> Thanks, Ball Dan. In, Ball Out. <laughs> welcome, welcome back from the uh, the baby fog for a moment. Um, we will be updating as news breaks on this front. Eli, I'll talk to you in a bit. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate. Later, everybody. This is Ball In, Ball Out, a hoopball presentation. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. This has been a hoop ball presentation.